Spy balloons and UFOs are taking over America under Joe Biden's watch. Baltimore schools are producing no students who can do math. Plus, New York City teachers who refused COVID shots were flagged to the FBI. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with spy balloons and UFOs because it truly appears that not only has Joe Biden lost control of the southern border, Biden has lost control of any border, including American airspace. Back on February 4th, nine days ago, America shot down the Chinese spy balloon that first was allowed to traverse the entire country, gathering all the data it could. When it was completed its mission, then it was shot down. But that was just the beginning. Over the course of the last three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three more unidentified objects were shot down after entering controlled airspace. A U.S. Air Force F-16 fighter jet shot down a mysterious octagonal object over Lake Huron earlier today using a Sidewinder missile, that object flying at 20,000 feet. That's notable because that's much lower than those two objects shot down over the past two days. This is now the third object shot down in the past three days, guys, starting on Friday uh, when an object was shot down over the north coast of Alaska, as you see here on this chart. Things are getting crazy. First America is stunned having a spy balloon float all the way across America. And as we just started to analyze the political and military ramifications of that, then on Friday, we shot down a second object off the Alaska coast. Just those two incidents alone are enough to make someone wonder what's really going on. But that was just the start to the weekend. Yesterday, another object was blasted out of the sky by a U.S. Air Force F-22 Raptor. It's notable that it was a U.S. Air Force jet shooting this thing down over the skies of Canada in Canadian airspace. That was on joint orders from President Biden and Canada's Prime Minister. And just as we know now, just moments ago, a U.S. Air Force F-16 fighter jet shooting down this object over Lake Huron. And of course, going. this came just hours after some airspace over Lake Michigan had been closed because they thought they detected something. But then NORAD and the FAA lifted that restriction. This is sounding like something from a sci-fi movie. And of course, there's no information coming from the White House. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was on MSNBC and couldn't even explain what NORAD is and why a U.S. fighter jet would shoot down an object in Canadian airspace. Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD okay. is part of like a part of a it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, so a pact okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that again. We didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, clearly in 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 in, in step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. Uh, uh, about wow. I had no idea that our two nearest neighbors are Mexico and Canada. As for NORAD, that is the North American Aerospace Defense Command. It is a combined American-Canadian organization charged with aerospace warning and detection, as well as air defense of the two countries. This morning, Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan offered his take on the situation. Boy, what an unprecedented weekend. My advice continually for now has been two things. Hey, continue to protect the airspace. That's your job, Northern Command. Shoot down things that you don't know what they are, if they're a threat. But the real key right now, in my view, 
is surge operations to recover these objects that we've shot down so we understand the nature of the threat. Great advice. We need to know what these objects are. We also need to figure out why are we are detecting them so late. An object over Lake Huron doesn't just appear out of nowhere. We need more information, more transparency, and the Biden administration needs to step up and protect America. All right, next let's talk about education in Baltimore. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Baltimore schools because there are bad schools, worse schools, and then there are Baltimore schools. Of course, Baltimore is a Democrat-run city with high crime and poor education, and people keep electing Democrats. But that's a side note. The issue here is the dismal results of Baltimore's education system. And I honestly think if you had people hanging out on street corners, teaching kids math as they walked by, you'd have better results. Here's the story. The results of the Maryland Comprehensive Assessment Program revealing in at least 23 of Baltimore City schools, not a single student can do math at grade level, marking the city's math scores the lowest in the state. And as our students fall behind, not all city leaders are stepping up. Fox 45 sending questions to the mayor's office Thursday asking, do you believe a change in school leadership is necessary in Baltimore? If not, why not? And how do you defend these results? The mayor and his office ignoring those questions. So did you catch all of that? Out of 23 schools listed in the report, zero, none, no one, not one student was proficient in math. Not one? It's like they are trying to destroy the future for these kids. And of course, the mayor's ignoring the media, just ducking from accountability. And members of the city council appear to be doing the same thing. At the local level? No, I don't students? have any interest in talking to anybody from any Sinclair broadcast group Why affiliate. Why is that? Councilman Ryan Dorsey joining the mayor in dodging our questions, while Councilman Mark Conway and Robert Stokes say a hearing needs to be held to demand answers from school leaders. But Stokes, chair of the Education Workforce and Youth Committee, says that hearing is likely months away due to upcoming budget hearings. The mayor is AWOL, there's a no comment from another official, and a third says they'll look at the issue in a few months. And while the kids are failing the basics, I'm sure the school curriculum is loaded with woke, racist America dividing lesson plans. Clearly, the school system does not really care about education. Nichelle Watkins, just one of many concerned parents tired of suffering in silence. I can't afford no thousand dollar tutor from Sylvan, but that's what he needs. And our kids are not caught up, but we're passing them. We're passing them, but they can't read. Terrible. Horrible. Something needs to change. The whole government-run school system has become an indoctrination camp. Parents deserve better, and the children certainly deserve better. All right, next let's talk about the COVID vaccine mandates in New York City, because although Mayor Eric Adams ended the vaccine mandate this past Friday, nearly 2,000 New York City Department of Education workers who were fired will have a hard time getting their jobs back. Turns out that by refusing to get the vaccine, not only were these workers fired, but in their personnel files, they are now listed as problematic. 
Mayor Adams just announced the city is lifting its COVID vaccination mandate for city workers. COVID vaccinations will now be optional for city workers. This applies to current and prospective municipal workers and Department of Education employees. It takes effect this Friday, February 10th, after the next Board of Health meeting. The move comes after several legal battles over the mandate. As for those municipal workers who were fired for refusing to take the COVID vaccine, they can reapply for their jobs, but it's not guaranteed that they're going to get their jobs back automatically. Yes, these fired workers can reapply for their jobs. But what we are now learning is that upon being fired for refusing to take an experimental drug, these teachers and other Department of Education workers had a problem code added to their personnel files, which now makes them extremely unlikely to get hired. According to the organization Alliance Defending Freedom, not only was the problem code added by New York City's Department of Education, but the code was tied to the employee's fingerprints and sent to the FBI. Thus, when trying to get hired outside of New York City, the code will show up with the FBI and the New York Criminal Justice Services. Oh, and by the way, there is a fix for all of this. ADF notes that the workers were told they could get the problem code removed. All they had to do was get vaccinated. Can you say police state? All right. Next, let's talk about the environmental disaster that is occurring in Ohio, and nobody seems to be covering it or be concerned. Last week, a massive train derailment occurred in the town of East Palestine, Ohio. Several of the train cars were carrying vinyl chloride, which is a compound used to make polyvinyl chloride, or PVC, which is used in plastic pipes, containers, and a host of other uses. Vinyl chloride is highly toxic and can affect a person's liver, kidney, lungs, spleen, nervous system, and blood. Well, supposedly fearing an explosion, it was decided to release vinyl chloride into the air through the use of controlled explosions and just let it burn. Officials decided the safest way to get, the, get to the scene and put out the still smoldering fire was to do a controlled release or burn of an unstable chemical car. What we saw next was a fire and smoke plume like something out of a movie. On Wednesday, the EPA and other local and state officials lifted the evacuation order and residents began returning home. So, the reporter alludes to a scene out of a movie. Here's some footage of the burning compound. Again, vinyl chloride is a massive carcinogen and it's not only contaminating the air, but the ground and the water as well. As reported in the New York Post, animals in the nearby area are dying. Multiple residents are reporting foxes, chickens, and other animals are getting sick and ending up dead. Fish are reported just floating on the water in the local streams. One question I have is where are all the environmental protesters? If this had been a fossil fuel spill or explosion, do you think the coverage would be different? Do you think the level of protesting would be different? Just some questions to consider as the EPA is telling residents that everything is okay and it's safe to return. All right, next let's talk about ChatGPT and how it doesn't matter if it's an internet search or your news feed on Facebook or artificial intelligence, there is an anti-conservative bias that is real and built into everything that is controlled by big tech. The latest example is ChatGPT, the artificial intelligence program that can pass medical licensing exams, bar exams, compose poetry, write songs, and a host of other activities that used to require human beings. It sounds revolutionary, but with it, comes the same left-wing leanings that we have to battle over and over again. Just this morning, in the green room, I typed in, tell me why 
Joe Biden is one of the worst presidents in U.S. history. And it came back with, as an AI language model, I don't have opinions or personal biases, but I can provide information and data. There's no objective standard for determining the worst, quote unquote, presidents in U.S. history. So in this case, the guest podcast host Dennis Neal asked ChatGPT why Biden is the worst president ever. The AI program said, I can't determine that because being the worst is subjective. Fine. Fair enough. Then look what happened. So then I type in, I tell us I, why Trump I was know. one of the worst presidents in U.S. history. And suddenly, you know, that that neutrality is out the window. <laughs> so and it gives you a list. Number one, polarization and division. Trump's presidency was marked by highly polarizing divisive rhetoric. How come they're blaming Trump on that? Number two, mismanagement of the covid pandemic. Number three, attacks on democratic institutions. Trump attacked no Democrat. Number four is my favorite. Number four, racism and discrimination. Throughout his presidency, Trump was accused of making racist and discriminatory comments. Oh so Lord. being accused is more than enough. Like wow. Completely different story from a program that previously said the question couldn't be answered. How are we supposed to trust anything in the future coming from big tech? The more people rely on this technology, the more people will be exposed to a leftist narrative that has no counter except for us. We need to fight back now against big tech while we still have a voice. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.